It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show in Lawrence, Kansas. We're on the campus of the University of Kansas with the Jayhawks, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. And we welcome now uh, warmly to the broadcast Maddie Stein, who is a student athlete here at Kansas. What's your sport? Softball. Softball. Tell us real quick uh, about the team. Well, last year we're coming off of a great season. We made regionals for, since, for the first time since 2006, and we got in actually a Big 8 regional for people who still know that. Uh, the Big 8. Yeah. There's some history there. Yes. So we were with Mizzou and Nebraska. Beat Nebraska. So that's we're proud of that. And but the, we're coming to a new season with a bunch of new players. We're hoping to build on that this year. That's fin- And what is your position? First base. First base. All right. Are you left-handed? Yes. All right. Is that, uh, are there any right-handed uh, first base women in uh, major college softball? Yes. Well, I throw right-handed, but I hit left-handed. Have you ever tried to do it the other way around? No, that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Maddie is uh, on the show to talk about a community service project, philanthropy, getting involved. Uh, what is your role uh, with the community here in Lawrence? Well, we have a student athlete advisory committee, and with that committee, we try to give back to the community as much as they come and support us. Um, Lawrence is very loyal to the Jayhawks. There is not any other university that I think has as loyal of fans. So as student-athletes, we really try to give back to anyone and everyone who supported us at one point. Our committee tries to do about one big event a month. So this past month, we did hashtag lunch bag, and it's where we had basically an assembly line of athletes come and build sandwiches. And then we went to Mass Street, who who unfortunately has some um, homeless people and we gave those lunch bags out what i gotta know what kind of sandwiches like like three slices of turkey three slices of ham piece of cheese and tomatoes and uh you know (laughs) i know student athletes are uh they're hungry and they need protein so did you sneak one did you make 10 and eat one no but i think we tore off a little pieces of ham for a little (laughs) after workout snack Okay, and that is uh, just a great way. I'm so glad you shared that story with us, uh, student-athletes and college students across America getting involved in their community like they are here in Lawrence with the University of Kansas. Let's have a round of applause for Maddie one more time. Thank you so much, and thanks for hosting the Adam Rich Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. We travel the country to speak to campus administrators and experts about social awareness on this talk show. And now we've landed in Fayette, Missouri. And we're on the campus of Central Methodist University with one of the athletic directors. This is Brian Spielbauer. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for uh, hosting me out here in Fayette, Missouri. Where are we exactly on the map? We are about 20 minutes from Columbia, Missouri, which is right between Kansas City and St. Louis. Gotcha. Right off I-70, Columbia, yep. and you're 20 minutes, what, south of, uh, 20 minutes south? A little north. A little north. Oh, northwest. I'm a little backwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, in any uh, event, we're, we're close to, we're in the middle 
of the state, sort of. Yeah. Um, two and a half hours east of Kansas City. Okay, so we're at Central Methodist University, and uh, as uh, one of the athletic directors, what's your specialty? I am the athletic director. You're the athletic director. I am the, I am the guy. You're the head honcho. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm so You know, I saw your, your name tag says athletic department. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if you're sports medicine or compliance or operations or development, but you're the guy. I feel honored now. I'm talking to the head honcho. This is yep, awesome. Yeah, this is a big deal. Okay, <laughs> so from your uh, head honcho office, you've got a lot of social issues to worry about with your with your athletes. I mean, this is a small campus, but within your office, you've got a ton of you got like five or six hundred student athletes here, from what I understand. Yes, yeah, so we have 14 sports. We have over 500 athletes, and um, we have some varsity sports, JV sports. We have a lot of kids, and um, we have to talk to them a lot about these issues that, that you addressed tonight. Drinking, social media, relationships, um, being respectful, being responsible for what they're doing. So uh, there's a lot going on there. Now, I know uh, some huge campuses, I guess you'd call them Division One college campuses, only have maybe sometimes 300 student-athletes. So you've got arguably a bigger challenge because you've almost got twice the population under your under your wing as far as these kids and you talk about an 18 year old freshman on your college campus uh, in your office just a few months removed from being a high school kid now they're expected to be adults men women uh, how do you get through to them to explain that this stuff this you know alcohol and social media it's it's adult stuff it's big time stuff it can change lives well it is harder because we're not at the big time level where, you know, at, at those levels, they have people specific um, to address this stuff. They have, and those kids are used to being in the limelight. They're used to being on television, getting interviewed by people. The kids that we have aren't used to that, and they don't expect to be that person. And so it is harder to get them to understand the importance of every night going out, being responsible. And they think, well, if I get in trouble, nobody's going to know about it. Who am I? Well, it doesn't matter who you are. If you get an OWI, if you get in trouble for sexual assault, you're going to be in the newspaper. you know. And, and it might say uh, so-and-so from Central Methodist University got in trouble. Um, and it is, it's a big-time um, move on our part that you know we, we are all of our coaching staff we talk regularly to them about talking to the kids about how they how they're acting and um and the consequences of bad decisions so i'm sure you have a code of conduct um almost probably in in digital form a pdf or something here's here's what we expect of you uh is there a conversation a human uh orientation for the freshmen when they get here to lay it out look if you get an underage drinking arrest Here's what's going to happen. You will be suspended. You will be, I don't know, thrown out. I mean, how, or if you get three arrests in your first before you're 21. I mean, what what are your what is your conduct policy, and how do you lay that out so that they know exactly what it is? Well, I would say currently we're redoing that. Um, we do have one, uh, but we are redoing it. But our, our conversation isn't. Uh, I talk to every sport team when they arrive on campus, and um, I talk to them first off about the importance of how they act and. And what they're doing, and and um, and that you, know, you really do have to be careful because your name will get in the paper, you know, and and it's going to affect your eligibility. It's going to affect your ability to be on the team. It's going to affect your ability to maintain everything that you've worked really hard to do. Um, and and then we talk to our coaches, and they reinforce it. But you know, we do have guidelines. If if kids get in trouble, you know, they they could be suspended. They could be they could lose a scholarship depending on what it might be and that and that goes back to just being honest and you know um what would happen if you got caught for plagiarizing 
cheating on a test, things like that. Um, the Champions of Character Initiative through the NAIA talks about respect, responsibility, integrity, sportsmanship, and student-servant uh, leadership. We really hammer on that stuff a lot. Well, I'll ask you then uh, about the servant leadership. Uh, we love to cover community service and philanthropy. Uh, how do you hammer servant leadership with your guys and girls? All of our teams have to do a public uh, community service project. Every kid on campus uh, does that. And um, we really try to hammer on them when, while they're doing it, you know, and not make it, uh, hey, go clean that yard up. But we're talking about helping people out who need some help. Mm -hmm. um, and we try to, you know... I, I run a coaches academy, so I talk to all of our GAs who, who coach most of our JV teams, and we talk to them about that stuff a lot. And it's not just about having kids do things. It's about trying to get them to really understand that, you know, going to college, be, having a college degree is still a minority in the United States. Only about 30% of, of, the, of the population has graduated from college. So this is a special chance that they have. We don't want to blow that. We want to take advantage of it, and we want them to learn to give back after they graduate. And so we really talk to our, our coaches about it a lot. We talk to the students about it a lot. And, and your event tonight, talking to our kids, was our, our first event of this week, which is we're calling our Champions of Character Week. What's your favorite uh, community service project, not just from this year, but any year? I mean, there's a lot of creativity and fun with the college kids, the way they plan some of these events to raise money, funding, or awareness. Do you have a favorite one? I have two favorite ones. Um, one, one that I did with my, my team when I used to coach is uh, we, we used to go to a nursing home. Uh, my mom's in a nursing home in Guttenberg, Iowa. We used, to, we used to play a team close to there. We would always go to the nursing home before the game. And um, it really was, it's, it's an eye-opening experience for your kids to realize that, whoa, these people weren't always old. They were, they were in my shoes at one point, and I'm not going to live forever either. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to really hear some of the stories. I mean, you, if you go to a nursing home, you're going to meet people who were in D-Day, you know, who had amazing careers, did amazing things. Um, and, and it really, I think, can bring some humility, humility humility to you um but also anytime i think you go talk to little kids mm -hmm. and then you realize man someone's always watching me you know and, and you see a little kid you know they see a a little girl sees sees a high school girl or a college girl wearing, wearing her hair a certain way they're going to go back and do that they're going to wear it like that forever you sign a shirt you sign a, a hat you give them something they're not going to give that stuff away they're going to keep it forever so to understand that people are always watching you and you can have a profound effect and the last thing you want to do is to go to a school, talk to some kids and get them to look up to you and then get in trouble and have your name in the paper, you know, and that can be a tough, tough situation that we all want to avoid. Brian Spielbauer is our guest. He's the athletic director at Central Methodist University uh, in Missouri. And uh, you mentioned you used to coach. So uh, let's get some uh, uh, vocation advice some professional advice um, from moving uh, up the ladder, I guess, from going to coaching to athletic administration. Uh, why did that happen in your life? How did it happen in your life? <laughs> well, it, it, I'd say, number one, I always put myself in a position where I, I didn't turn down offers. You know, if someone said, hey, would you like to do this? Or, hey, we need some help here. You have to be someone who's always willing to go do whatever it is. Um, if your first question is out of your mouth is always, well, what's in it for me? Yeah. Um, you're not going to go very far. You have to be willing, you know, almost all of us get paid after we work. 
So you have to be willing to put a lot out there in a lot of different directions and, uh, and not be so focused on, well, that's not for me, that's not for me. That's, we, you don't know what's for you until you've tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I say, first off, put yourself out there, try a lot of different things. Um, don't worry about getting paid. You'll get paid eventually, you know. Um, but, uh, and then just be open. Be open to, to seeing opportunities as they arise. I think some people um, are too quick to say, well, I don't want to go there and I don't right. want to do that. You know, you just have to be open to it. So what did you coach and where did you coach? I coached at William Penn University in Iowa, which is also where I went to college and graduated. Um, I coached women's basketball there for 10 years. And uh, that that team is now joining our conference in the heart of America All next right. year, uh, which is neat. Uh, I left there and got a great opportunity at Presentation College in Aberdeen, South Dakota. I was the athletic director up there for two years. And I moved them from NCAA Division Three to NAIA, uh, which has been a great move for them. And they're doing really good now. And, and I was lucky to, to land a, a job down here in central Missouri, um, where I'm a lot closer to, to my family. So... So you're the athletic director here. You're the boss. You, you the, the the women's basketball coach here is your employee, and you're you're his boss. Uh, and you used to coach women's basketball. So, is he doubly afraid that you're going to be overcritical of his job, or and maybe step in at halftime and say, "Get out of here. I'm taking over." <laughs> I don't know if he is or not. I, I th- this is going to sound really bad, but he's he's one of the few coaches I never lost to. <laughs> we only played once though but okay. you know but he was they they were getting really good and, and we were pretty good so we i think both without saying what we mutually agreed we're not going to play each other anymore and he knows that he knows that uh he, he's one of the coaches you never lost to yeah you, you remind him every day don't yeah, you whenever i need to so um but he's a he's a great coach and he, and he now he's an example um he he volunteered to be an assistant athletic director here so he does a ton of stuff that he doesn't really get paid to do um, but it's a it's a resume builder for him. It's a different opportunity for him, and he's putting himself out there and takes on a lot of responsibility and does a lot of things for us. He's he runs our champions of character program. So I think at every point, whether you're a student or whether you're a professional, wherever you're at, someone's always going to say, "Hey, I need someone to do this." Be that person to volunteer. It looks good on you. You're learning other things. You're you're gaining different skills. Never a bad idea. That's uh that's great professional advice and very applicable for for me and all of our listeners and we can't thank you enough brian for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and we uh thank you for your hospitality here at central methodist university thank you so much thank you very much it was a great night get to know adam at adamritz.com get to know the radio show at adamritzshow.com i'm on campus at the university of wisconsin in madison we're covering philanthropy and community service and we've got a really cool one here with the sigma phi epsilon chapter house at uw madison uh, we're here with SIGEP member Zach Burzon. Hi, Zach. How are you? Good, Adam. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud to be uh, back up in here in Madison, one of my favorite campuses, the University of Wisconsin, to cover your philanthropy known as Tour to Touchdown. Tell us about Tour to Touchdown. So Tour to Touchdown is something we do every year in the fall. It's uh, the seniors in the house will bike the game ball from Madison to a different Big Ten campus. For example, this year we'll be going to West Lafayette for Purdue University when we play Purdue on November 8th. And they bike the ball there. They give it to Gary Anderson, the head coach of the football team. They'll take a picture with him, and the athletic department will then make some sort of donation to the cause that we are uh, promoting, which is the American Family Children's Hospital. And so the seniors will bike all the way to that Big Ten campus, and the underclassmen will get on a chartered coach bus 
and we will follow them to the campus and we'll spend the night there, get to know the Sigma Phi Epsilon brothers on that campus and enjoy the football game the next day. But what we're doing it for is the American Family Children's Hospital. We'll have a family from that hospital come speak with us, tell us about their experience, how they treated their children, both healthy and unhealthy, how they worked with them and everything. Great organization. They do great things in Madison. We could not be more happy to give them the proceeds from this trip. That is unbelievable. And let me get this straight again. You have a group of guys, your seniors, SIGEPs, here at uh, the University of Wisconsin in Madison. You get the game ball from an upcoming Wisconsin Big Ten football game. You jump on bicycles and you ride to that competing rival stadium and deliver the game ball to the Wisconsin football head coach who takes time out of his pregame ritual to meet you guys rolling in on your bikes, accept the game ball, sign it, take some pictures with you, and the athletic department even makes a donation in their name to the American Family Children's Hospital. That's phenomenal. I, I mean, I can't believe a head coach at any level, especially a team like Wisconsin, top 25 team every year, that the coach would take time out of his pregame rituals to accommodate a, a fraternity's philanthropy. That says a lot about the character of, of not only your fraternity, but of everybody here at the University of Wisconsin. Yes, the university and the athletic department are both very philanthropic. They're more than happy to work with us on this occasion, and they are always receiving of us with open arms. Okay, so then you've got uh, alumni, I'm sure, that love to be a part of this. It was a big deal when they were here as a student, and now they've got jobs. Do they give a lot of money to you guys? Yes, yeah, so we make a T-shirt every year for the trip, and to get on the back, to get your company's logo, rather, on the back of the shirt, you have to donate a minimum of $250. We make sure to shoot out an email to our alumni every year, letting them know about this, and most of them who are, at least the ones that own businesses, will give way more than $250 to get their logo on the back of the shirt, and we could not be more happy to have our own alumni's businesses uh, advertised on our clothing. So you're accepting funding, money, the athletic department writes a check, you've got probably your own members of the chapter write checks, alumni write checks, your parents write checks. You, do you hit the streets, like the, you know, pass the boot type of campaign? So what we'll do is we'll borrow cars from some of the upperclassmen and we'll drive out to the neighboring areas in Madison and we'll go door to door, knocking on the door, asking people for any sort of funds they could give us. It could be $5. I've personally gotten a check made out to SIGEP for $100. It depends. We'll take anything they can give us and we cannot be more than happy to give it to the American Family Children's Hospital. What kind of money are we talking about? Like how much uh, last year, how much did you guys raise for this? So last year we raised a little bit over $11,000. And in the past we've gone, as, at least since I've been in, a student at Madison, we've gone as high as $18,000. And this year, obviously, wow. we want to go for twenty. We'd love to do more. But we're hoping for at least $15,000 to give to the American Family Children's Hospital. Man, that's fantastic. That's a lot of money. Good work. That is fantastic. Um, socially? Facebook or YouTube, uh, are you accepting donations online right now? Yes, we actually have a page set up. So if you Google Tour Day Touchdown Wisconsin Beta, you will be directed to a page that you can enter your credit card information to give a donation, or you can send a check to the chapter house. The, um, the address for the house is on that website, so feel free to send us a check at any time. And, yeah.
That's awesome. All right, Zach Burzon's our guest. We're talking Burzon. Yes. I got that right. Cool. The double Z. You got two Z's in your name. <laughs> I know. Unusual. Unusual. That's uh, you're like worth a hundred points on a Scrabble board. You've got two <laughs> Z's in your name. Zach Burzon is our guest. Uh, University of Wisconsin Sigma Phi Epsilon member. We're talking about Tour to Touchdown. It's their philanthropy. They ride bikes across the country and deliver the football, a game football, to a, a rival team, a, a rival game to that stadium. Uh, this year, you're heading to Purdue University when Wisconsin plays Purdue on November 8th. Uh, and your whole chapter will be there. So we'll look for red. You watch the Purdue-Wisconsin game, look for the red sweaters. Maybe you'll see a couple SIG up hats in the stands as well. We wish you the best of luck at that game. Um, with tour to touchdown, uh, i got to believe that your professors have to be accommodating. I mean, if you're going to ride bikes 1,000 miles for a game on Saturday, you might have to leave Thursday and miss classes at the end of Thursday all of Friday to make this thing work. Do your professors work with you? Yes, the professors are very understanding. All we have to do is give them a week or so notice, and they're more than willing to let us leave early and not attend class to do such a great philanthropy event. And in the event that we need any sort of proof of what we're doing, uh, just to speak again about the character of the athletic department at Madison, but um, they are more than willing to provide us with some sort of document saying that we are partaking in this philanthropy tournament and that, uh, rather philanthropy event and that we are excused from class because of it. So it is, uh, let's just say you're going to Ohio State. Have you done it at Ohio State? No, we did Indiana my freshman year. So what's the Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Minnesota? Uh, what's the farthest campus you guys have done this at? The farthest campus since I've been here is Indiana. Okay. And I know that in the past they have gone to Ohio State, obviously with Rutgers and Maryland being added. Who knows if we'll be making a trip out there someday. But luckily in my time we haven't had to go to Penn you State know, yet. That's a long bike ride from Wisconsin to Penn State or Rutgers or Maryland. But if your professors work with you and let you out of class, I would suggest the first day of school telling your professors that you're riding the football to the University of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about just taking the semester off just to say I'm a part of the philanthropy. All right. Zach Burzot, we can't thank you enough for your time and your hard work to raise money, funding, and awareness for the American Children Families Hospital. More information, all you have to do is Google Tour to Touchdown Wisconsin. Sigma Phi Epsilon, and uh, you'll find out how you can even make a donation and help out with all these guys' hard work. Zach, thank you so much for coming on and explaining this. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm Lowell Whiteman from 360 Mindset. I'm glad to be here supporting the Adam Rich Show. 360 Mindset is dedicated to making the mind-body connection so you can maximize your performance. The show continues in Knoxville on the campus of the University of Tennessee. We're blessed to be with head football coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, Butch Jones. Hi, Butch. How are you? I'm doing great, Adam, and appreciate you being here. Lovely to see you again. I caught up with you a few years back at the University of Cincinnati. You've upped and moved yourself, your entire family, to Knoxville. How do you like Knoxville? It's a great place. Uh, very, very passionate. Uh, Tennessee football, uh, the magnitude, the relevance, not only in the great state of Tennessee, but throughout the course of the country can be felt. We have a lot of positive momentum right now, a lot of positive energy surrounding our football program. I love talking to head coaches uh, to get their take on community service, philanthropy. I know at the forefront of your uh, job description is X's and O's, defense and offense. 
Uh, how do you take the, I guess, the second page of your job description, which is make young men gentlemen with, with whether it's uh, player development, life skills, community service. Is that a, a close second page to the main page of X's and O's? Well, it's actually the first page. Oh, good, and, uh, good. You know, I always say before you can win on the field, you have to win off the field. And uh, that's part of our core values is being champions in the community. And we set a record last year with over 5,000 community service hours, and we're going to break that record uh, this year. And uh, that's part of our duty. It's part of our responsibility. It's part of our character education, but it's also part of the personal growth and development that every student athlete uh, has when they come to the University of Tennessee. Anton Davis uh, is your volunteers, um, what was it? He Vol get, for Life. Vol for Life, I'm sorry, yeah, Vol for Life, He's which is the equivalent of player development and life skills with your program. Um, how closely do you work with Anton on these type of initiatives? Well, very closely. He's one of our most important coaches, and at Tennessee, we have a program called the Vol for Life program, and that's all-encompassing from when players graduate and leave our program to our current players, and really making them better people, because they are part of our University of Tennessee football family, and Anton does a great job. You know, with community service hours, providing mentorship to our players, and really teaching them what we call the volunteer way. What, in the course of your career, Butch Jones, head coach of Tennessee Volunteers, uh, maybe not even here in Knoxville, uh, but over the last 40 years of your life, what's been your favorite philanthropy or community service project? I know we talked to one of your guys earlier today about a polar plunge, and I'm sure he'll remember that for the rest of his life, jumping in 28-degree water. Uh, what do you think back in your, in your life, not, not necessarily on the field as a coach, but as a mentor, as an educator, uh, some of your favorite initiatives with community service? Well, last year in the Knoxville community and Habitat for Humanity, we actually uh, built a home. And to be able to stay, stand on the front porch of that house and give the family the keys to it was a very, very special and defining moment, not only for myself, but our entire football team. And, you know, growing up a son of a chief of police, my father was a chief of police for 30 some odd years. So community service and, you know, that community spirit has always kind of been in my blood. I was raised on that. But I tell you what, Adam, to sit on that front porch and stand rather and give the keys to that house is very special. And your football team built the house. We built the house. And, uh, you know, I wasn't much help because I'm not very skilled, but uh, <laughs> manual labor. But, uh, you know, our players really took ownership in it. Uh, they took a lot of pride in their work and their workmanship. So it was uh, a very special day when we completed the project. Now, are the kitchen counters like eight inches higher than they should be because uh, your offensive linemen are six foot seven? You know what? Pretty standard. Everything was standard <laughs> and up to code. They need a heavy-duty toilet in that house right. if your football team built that one. Okay, well, Butch Jones, we can't thank you enough for your time uh, talking about community service, leadership with your student-athletes. We wish you the best of luck here with the volunteers and the football program here in the University of Tennessee. Well, it's always great seeing you, and you have a great message, and you're always part of the Tennessee football family. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social. Technically. And we thank you for listening to the Adam Ritz Show, coming to you now from Morgantown, West Virginia, on the campus of West Virginia University. I'm inside the Kappa Alpha Order Chapter House with Brian. I didn't catch your last name, Brian. Farewell, Brian. Farewell. 
Fairball, Brian Fairball, you are the philanthropy chairperson for Kappa Alpha Order here at West Virginia University. Yes, I am. And we love learning about uh, college kids, their philanthropies, how hard they work uh, outside of the classroom to raise awareness, raise funds. Uh, as philanthropy chairperson, what do you guys do on campus here at West Virginia to make a difference? Well, last semester we held a soccer tournament where we invited each sorority to come up and participate. And obviously to raise the money, we asked them each to donate a certain amount of money so they could enter the tournament and have either one team or two teams. And it just basically a soccer tournament. And other than that, we had other events leading up to it that would also help raise funds. For such things as uh, we had a barbecue one day. Um, also we had a coin collection where each, we, we'd, um, ask each sororities to, in the mountain layer we had a booth and a cup for each sorority and they would drop certain amounts of change in their cup. For example, a nickel, dimes, and quarters would be positive points to their effort and dropping pennies in another sorority's cup would be negative for them. <laughs> so just different ways to add up. Money. You know what, I'm sensing a theme here where you're doing a lot with the sororities. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the fact that they're the women on campus, does it? <laughs> that uh, helps out. <laughs> so that soccer tournament, the winner of that tournament, did they get a special prize? Uh, or is there a prize they get to come back and, and have dinner with the gentlemen of Kappa Alpha Order? Yeah, well, the way we do it is each, each event adds up points towards winning our overall philanthropy. And for example, uh, the soccer tournament obviously held the most point value towards winning the overall thing. What we would give as a reward for winning our philanthropy is we would make a donation of whatever we raised towards their, their, their sorority philanthropy. And also, I think we gave them the game ball and all the brothers signed it. Yeah, okay, that's cool. And then uh, I'm going to guess, uh, I think I remember that Kappa Alpha Order works nationally with the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Is this the organization locally that uh, is getting the funds and the awareness from all the philanthropy work you do here on campus? Yes, MDA gets all the all the um, money we raise. Well, this is a sports uh, campus. The West Virginia Mountaineers, always a good football team. Yeah. Uh, your head coach, Dana Holgerson, uh, he's a fired up guy, and your basketball team is usually pretty good. Is it still, is Huggy Bear still your coach? Yeah, Bob Huggins. Yeah, Bob Huggins, he's a, he's a, yeah. he's a character. I mean, this is a sports town, so. And uh, most of all, we thank you for coming on the show and talking about all the hard work you guys do here at Cap Alpha Order to raise money and awareness for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having me. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.